Hello, everybody. I am DM Tony, and welcome to episode 25 of D&D 404. Welcome back, everybody. You know the drill. We're going to go down the line and introduce ourselves. I already went first, starting with Jared. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hi, hey, how are you? <laughs> Armos Vannon, checking in. Good old Warlock. <laughs> nice. I am Dan. I'm playing Minus Pebblewalker. Little Minotaur Ranger of the Ivory Boulders. And I just got a text message rolling. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I am Alec. I play Drell, uh, Drell the Ashborn, a Goliath fighter. That might be the worst intro we ever had. <laughs> but or best. The best one in our mm, hearts. Indeed. Well, Alec always kills it. He's just like in and out. Yep. I know what I say when I say it, how I got to say it. My words yeah. have meanings, Drell. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. You know the deal. Before we give you the recap, we got to give you the run down. So everyone is pretty good. By the time we're recording this, yes, we and by the time you listen, yeah, two episodes would have dropped, but we're fresh off a D&D 404 break. We took a week break, um, and now we're recording on a nice Sunday afternoon to accommodate Drell's ass because he hates playing in the morning. Well, okay, the number one, your guys' morning is like, Two in the morning for me, okay? So, <laughs> yeah, I live in Australia. <laughs> yeah. I can't, you know, these time zones, bro. Once we get rid of, you know, you know, they're getting rid of daylight savings. Why don't they, they just get rid of time zones? That just make us all have the same time, dude. That would just well, make way more sense. One account, you know, one is backed by science, the other one is just backed by angry farmers. So, what is why, why, why have time zones though? What, Why can't we all be on the same page? Or it doesn't rotate simultaneously, bro. You know when you're, you know when it's noon. Yeah, but just stop it from rotating them, bro. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> all right, everybody, go tweet Wizards of the Coast and ask them why the time zone is the way that it is. Do you look at the calendar? Harpdos <laughs> in located the DMG. It says why. I don't fucking. Know. I actually just read that section <laughs> now. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, a note to you guys: we are playing off the calendar of Harpdos. Why? Because I read that it's in the DM manual. It's nice and easy and clean. So. If you guys would like to know what the calendar of the year is, yeah, there you go. We're in the calendar. Yeah, of we don't even know. You know. Well, we we do know that we started the campaign in spring, and this arc started in the first week of summer. So the count how the calendar of Harpdos works, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's still twelve months, but a week yeah. in D and D, which is actually something I didn't know about. Maybe this is just uh, Forgotten Realm stuff, Five E stuff. But there's actually only three weeks in a month, and it a week is ten days. Imagine having to go seven days before you hit a weekend. That's crazy. Well, I mean, so it's pretty much the same amount of time. It is the same amount of time. You know, you, technically you get one less weekend. No, I mean, unless you don't work as much, you know. Bro, we're back in ancient times. This is like farmers and shit, glass. And why blown. are you worried about weekends? Because everyone gets a day off. Imagine getting one day off every nine days. That's killer. I don't think that's how that works, man. I mean, I'll, all right, let's just, get back to the recap. Yeah. In our last session, Minus is knocking on Death's door as he gets stabbed in the back by an assassin. Caught up in the commotion of drunken bar patrons, Hugh, a halfling, convinces the group to follow him with promises of help. Hugh takes the heroes to the thieves' forge hidden deep within the knots. It's there that Hugh manages to stop the bleeding and saves Minus. After the excitement calms down, Hugh introduces the group to his partners, who are also Duncan's friends. Duncan's friends, aka the Shadow Smugglers, and 
and the heroes have an in-depth conversation about blood shards and other valuable information about Dilmore. The heroes settle in the Thieves' Forge, but not before Armos, Drell, and Baldi sneak back to the scene of the crime to gather their belongings. Bard, play that intro, let's get on with the show! Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Starting the session, you guys are about to wake up from a long rest. You guys went to bed very late in the evening. It was about, by the time everything was said and done, it was about two or three in the morning, okay? So you fell asleep in the room with Duncan's friends. They let out a couple of cots for you in the center of the room, and you guys are about to wake up in the afternoon. But before you guys wake up, Armos, yep. in your sleep, mm -hmm. you have another dream. Oh, God. Similar to the one that you had in the watchtower many moons ago. Mm -hmm. You find yourself on top of a stone pedestal in the middle of a blood ocean. Eerie winds blowing through your horns. You see the same well that is filled with blood in the center of the pedestal and the same shadow keep way in the distance. The blood ocean below you is calm. There are no ripples, there are no waves, but the sounds of blood distilled is echoing through the silence of this blood valley. You have this altered look. Your horns are spread out and very antler-like. They have cracks in them with fire igniting through the cracks and your hair is wild. You hear a voice go through your head. As you look down at your book, eye is glaring at you. The same eye that awoken in the real world and that you saw many weeks ago is now staring at you intently, glaring at you as if it's seeing through your mortal coil and into your very soul, you feel connected with this eye more than ever. A voice booms through your head. Raise the bridge so our worlds can be honored once again. Charge the Acrylis. Fill the well. Fill the well, charge the Acrylis. Raise the bridge so our worlds can be honored once again. The voice booms over and over in your head as it's these three phrases and sentences are on repeat. The more you try to drown out the noises, the more it starts to burn and hurt your head. Ah. Go ahead and make me... <laughs> Go ahead and make me an intelligence saving throw. I have intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's a 17. 17. You take three points of damage as this burn into your mind. The pain sears in your mind as you even embrace these words, as the gem in the book where the eye is grows brighter and brighter and strains more. The eye looks more bloodshot as it's repeating itself. We're now gonna cut inside the Thieves' Forge. As you wake up, you have a splitting headache. Ah, the uh, almost. hell? Reginald is looking at you and he is sitting on your tummy. He feels a bit heavier than he normally does. You feel his presence way more than you ever did. Also feel a disconnect with your powers. You know that a percentage of your power comes through the pact that you have with Reginald. You feel that pact weakened and Reginald finally gets your attention. He pipes up. Looks like we got orders. Orders? What do you mean? Were you in my dream? Were you creeping around? What are you? What were you doing in there? Giant blood sea with pedestal and shadow keep in the background with a well full of blood. Mm -hmm. Was that you talking? That was you talking. That was it. I knew you sounded like you, you got a little deeper no, voice. No, that was uh, there? 
Well, that's oh. the big man upstairs. Well, uh, up upstairs is relative to your location. It could be big man to the east. Um, but yeah, that's that's my boss. Okay. What's what's his name? He goes blank as he can't say it. <laughs> he gives you that thousand yard stare. Ooh, you there? What's up? Oh, uh, he steps out of it. He shakes a little bit. Ears flapping the wind. He goes, "You have to start holding up your end of the bargain." Bargain. Yeah, the pact that we made, it became his bargain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember you did that uh, whole... Oh, no, you had ambrosia. Ambrosia? Yeah, ambrosia. You know, you remember we had this whole conversation when we first met? You didn't really remember what happened? You got ambrosia? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> he, he scampers, he, like, moves closer to your ear. Because you know that book that you got with the eyeball? Mm-hmm. Try putting a blood shard to it. One of those... One of those red, like those deep ones, you know those deep red ones. The ones that I yeah, try, try putting one of those to them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. What if we what if I take the uh I'm trying to think of like I'm worried that it's gonna like do something like loud and disturb everything. So I try to like sneak off to like either out I try to sneak off either outside or uh somewhere I don't want to say secluded, but like kind of away from everyone's attention. Yeah, you can definitely do that. So where you are, you guys, your cots were laid out in the center of the room. Um, leaning over your own cot, you can probably look in your own bag and be comfortable that nobody can see what your hands are doing. So if I, so this is what I want to do. I want to take one of the shards out and then see what Reginald's face looks like to see if he's like super excited super like his know. nose is like drooped down with his eyebrow raised what's about to happen and you see his eyes shifting from you to the shard to the book you to the shard to the book and it's just those three movements like he's like waiting for you to do it but also like bracing himself for what might happen. so then um i act like i'm about to do it and i wait and i'm like uh before i do this you gotta tell me some more things tell me what what's about to happen why why do i need to do this what what is this gonna do? This is your pact. And what what is that? Do you just need a few of these? Do you need a lot of these? What what does this need? Listen, I understand you got some ambrosia. I swear you just learned that word today. You're using it an awful lot of time. Ambrosia? Yep. Mm-hmm. Who'd you hear it from? I know it wasn't menace. I know it wasn't menace. You don't remember anything. That's what's called. Listen, the pact you made was that in exchange for our power, you were to fill the acrylic shard when it was presented to you. Your book holds the acrylic shard and he's like eyeing to the, your book yeah but like what do i get out of it uh you already got it you got me he has a big cheesy smile he goes you have the power so i can take it back like i can just be like nah oh no you're bonded you have you have to fulfill the agreement i can trade you in for a new one well that's maybe? that's mean i thought we were friends i thought we were i thought we were buddies I we've mean, been through so much yeah you're pretty cool yeah i mean but what if i got a better one what, you know what I mean? That hurts. Listen, you've been lollygagging all these powers for quite some time. You've been walking around here blasting everything in sight. This stuff's got price tag. It's time for you to keep your end of the bargain up. So, like, how many of these? You know, enough to reconnect our worlds. That was the bargain. Mm. That was the pact. Yeah, but, like, once? Oh. Oh, no. You're going to need a lot of these bad boys. So, okay, let me break it down for you. You're going to fill this shard up, all right? You're going to need to fill this shard up uh, a lot of times. I don't know. At least three. Safe to say, maybe the upwards of ten, 
right? Mm -hmm. But you need a lot of shards to fill it up because the, the, the more the shard contains, right? You know, there's life essence, you know, the souls of the innocent that have been trapped inside of it. That's how we reconnect the worlds. We need to take the blood shards to get the souls of the innocent into the acrylic shard. And from the acrylic shard, you raise the bridge to our world and then we connect the two. Mm -hmm. You're starting to remember some of this conversation. You have made packs with demons before. You have been around a block several times. So you know, as a warlock, for you to get your true potential, you need to be, you need to have a bond with a demon of some kind for your magic to work. There are some spells you can do and some things you're able, capable of doing, but you can't get into the deep uh, magic, the infernal magic that warlocks possess without the pact of a demon. And in your, through your life, you have been able to be one step ahead of all the demons you've had a pact with in your life. You don't remember the, all the demons names that you fooled, but you've managed to always make the contracts that you've had with them work in your favor and have easy loopholes to get out of them whenever you wanted. You mm. don't fully remember this pact because of, because you had amnesia. So you don't even know the full terms. You're like just suddenly like starting to remember as he's reminding you and the voice that you heard in your dream was it reminding you that you need to hold up your end of the bargain yeah. and you know that from that dream that you've been in similar situations that if you don't abide by it yeah your powers will fade yeah yeah so after remembering you know all of a sudden that coming to me uh roll my eyes and i smash the two things together as you bring the blood shard to uh to your to your tome you see that Reginald's eyes begin to light up and his eyes begin to glow red his pupils begin to shine a little bit as the and um your eyes also now begin to shine a little bit your connection is being reformed you now feel his full presence and he doesn't feel as heavy on you anymore you also feel your uh powers coming back to you and then some you actually feel a little bit more in tuned with your abilities mm. go ahead and make a note on the side for you that all your damage spells now get an added plus four for eight hours okay you see the shard as it goes towards the tome the you see this blue essence like in a stream similar to the ones from the tree slowly goes from the shard to the tome to the gem in the tome and as the stream goes into the tome the shard begins to dissolve and dust away. Oh. It turns to dust, and whatever what was inside of it goes into the tome. You see the tome flashes a little bit, and now you kind of see this uh, bluish-greenish color, kind of like liquid in it, and it looks like it's not even like one-eighth of the way filled. But you see that if you like move the, if you move your tome around, you see like something water-like, maybe more of a gaseous form settling at the bottom of the gem, like how you turn it. Oh. Yeah. Nice. If you think Armos liked blood shards before, you just wait now. <laughs> <laughs> and from that conversation, we'll now bring in Drell and Minus. Drell and Minus, what are you guys doing as you're waking up in the late afternoon? Uh, I think Minus has been up for a little bit. He's doing his morning calisthenics, you know, um, trying okay. to get back to shape, but he's probably uh, struggling because he's still got a level of exhaustion, you know? <laughs> he's like trying, but he can't do as much as he usually does. So he's getting a little frustrated. So with since you had a long rest, the exhaustion would have went away as you're I like working two the, levels. So you had some medical attention and Hugh gave you a solvent to 
the, the levels of exhaustion came from a poison. So yeah. with the solvent, I'll say, and the long night's rest, you are now absolved of those two levels Sick. of exhaustion. Yeah, so okay. you're good. Sick. But you do feel like groggy because you did go through a life-changing experience. And when you wake up and like getting dressed and you're doing this stuff, you notice a very noticeable scar on your tummy where the blade has punctured through. It, you see your like raw skin where like your fur is separated by. Yeah. And because you have black fur, right? You're well, the probably skin, bandaged right now, right? <laughs> it is bandaged, but when you go to like look at it. Yeah, like right, lifting like, it up a little bit. Yeah, when you go to investigate it, like you see your flesh, like it's very noticeable if somebody look at it dead on. And it's the same thing on your back. And the size of it, you know right away that this is a permanent mark on your body. Right. I probably have enough energy to do my calisthenics, but I'm. Uh, mm -hmm. it hurts a little <laughs> when I'm doing them. I, uh, I put on my gear and I'm kind of getting ready for the day. All right. I, I kind of kind of missed what happened yesterday. What, what's the plan for today? I don't remember too much, to be honest. Drell. I'm poking Drell. Drell, are you up? Drell. Can I kick him a little? Drell. What? What are we what? doing? Like, what, what's, what are we doing today? Know. Uh, I don't know. There's like something about a guy. I don't know his name. About a store. I don't know where or its name. They, like, uh, I don't know. I guess he's like stealing blood shards from the uh, Red Guard. Okay, that's cool. Uh, how'd our stuff get uh, over here, by the way? I noticed all my stuff is here. Oh yeah. Um, me, Armos, and uh, I think it was Hugh came with us, and um, it was Baldy. Baldy we went. Came with Oh, Baldy, yeah. Me and uh, Armos and Baldy went and got our stuff last night. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, we were like dodging in and out of alleys, running from the guards and stuff. It was pretty sick. You should have been there. Uh, yeah, it would have uh, been pretty cool, I guess. He's kind of kicking the floor. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, also know cool. from overhearing the, the guards when you get your stuff back that there's an APB on you. Oh, and uh, there's something called an APB. <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but... Uh, it's, a, it's on us. Your, your name's on a poster like a, somewhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we're probably gonna, we're probably wanted. So we're gonna have to like, you know, lay low for a little bit. Oh, I got that covered. He takes out his little disguise glasses and puts them on immediately. <laughs> Nobody's gonna uh, recognize this minotaur. I, I mean, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is Jubes up right now, or what are the, what like, what are the the smugglers doing? So Jubes is at the in the center of the room by the giant map table that they had, the same table you spoke at. Um, she it looks like she's going over a map of the town. So Bandabaris isn't there. Baldi is just was just waking up when you guys were. Hugh is over by his station as well as Leslie by the giant wall of weapons. Okay. Yeah. Um. So before, uh, so I guess Drell's gonna get up and um. He'll kind of walk over to Armos and be like, "Hey, Armos, you definitely got all six blood shards like secured, right, in your bag?" All right, and then uh, he's gonna walk over to Juice, <laughs> and um, he's gonna can I can I ask her? I want to talk to her about like the guy's name again and like the the store that he owns, right? He owns it, right? Yes. Hey, uh, Jubes, you got a second? Uh, yeah, I actually want to talk to all you guys when you you guys are settled oh. for the day, ready to go. Okay. Yeah, um, then here, let me call the guys over. Menace, Armos, get over here. Uh, Menace? Who's Menace? I don't know anybody by that name. <laughs> He's in this weird pose trying to, like, <laughs> not look like Menace. himself. Menace, we see you. You're literally standing there with some shit on your face. Get over here. 
Oh, yeah, well, of course, you guys know. I just told you that about my disguise, but these guys don't know. All right, I'm coming, I'm coming. So as you walk over to the table, there's like a bowl of bread and a hot pot of coffee, and the coffee looks searing hot. Uh, it's so hot that it looks like it just got off the flame, and the bottom of it is still a bit red, and there's a whole bunch of mugs. They don't look the cleanest. It looks like maybe like somebody ran a rag through it very quickly, but there are a bunch of cups out there for you to pour some coffee if you guys would like. Drell's gonna grab some coffee, but he's also going to summon um, some ale from his uh, alchemy jug, <laughs> and he's gonna pour it in it, kind of like a little Irish coffee. Nice. He's, and that's what he's gonna drink. I love it. I love it. I'm, okay. I'm gonna take a cup, but I'm not gonna drink it, just so that when, since I'm so hyped up with this adrenaline, <laughs> people are gonna think that it's the coffee and not <laughs> me doing the blood shard. <laughs> hey Sid, Sid, go get it. Go grab us some coffee, okay? Me, 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 me. He, you see Sid? He jumps onto the table and he rolls across and he goes to touch the hot pot. He goes, yeah! and he's, you see like little flames come from his little wooden stubs. Oh, he's Sid, like, by the handle, by the handle, Sid. So you guys are now sitting around the table. Baldy, Hugh, Leslie, and Jubes. Bandabars is not anywhere to be seen at the moment. Jubes stands up to try to get a better view of the map. He goes, okay. So we talked about a lot last night, but it was pretty late. And we also like to get our 12 hours of sleep. 12? Yeah, we're night owls. And Leslie goes, oh, well, I'm just an owl. <laughs> this guy again. Jubes goes, so we were working on some stuff. And yes, our contract here has ended, our business. But if you guys would like, and you guys want to make some money, if you guys want to work together and help us out with some stuff, you could do some good and earn some extra coin in your pocket. Wait, where is Boris? So Band of Boris is uh, one of our smugglers on the team. So right now he is in transit with the blood shards that you gave us, the Lord Baron's divider. So he, while everyone was sleeping, he woke up. He's not much of a sleeper and he just went. Well, hey, you saved my life. So anything I can do to repay that, I'm, I'm willing to help. So people, well, the Red Guard knows us. So it's a little hard for us to get close to get any real intel without using some of our resources that we have in place. We know some people around town, but they can only get so much information without seeming suspicious. So they kind of get information at their own pace, but they don't know you three very well. So perhaps you can help us out. And since you plan on leaving town, right? You don't plan on staying? No, definitely not. This place sucks. Well, this is our home, so I appreciate the honesty. However, You're welcome. We, you can probably <laughs> maybe, you know, put your necks out a little bit more than we would. I mean, there's something called an APB. I don't really know what that is, but apparently <laughs> there, there, there's one for us. So they're probably looking for you guys. We're keeping an eye out if they said APB. Um, so as long as you don't make yourself too obvious, you should be fine. Too obvious? Do you see the three of us? Drell, like, most strokes his hand on his chin, like, while she's saying this, taking in the information about what an APB is. Menace is still wearing his glasses, so... <laughs> and I aggressively point it. to Menace, like, you see this thing? You see Leslie, like, goes wide-eyed and, like, turns just her head towards you guys. He goes, people only want to be seen when they want to look. This guy is a fucking weirdo, man. I just don't know really what the... Leslie is, right. Jubes comes back is, Leslie is, uh, is an oddball, but she's very good at what she does. We got, so you guys probably have some interest here and we got our own interests. So what we're trying to plan up, what we're scheming is that we want to break into the Red Guard Guild house and take all the shards they got. Hell yeah. What we don't know, where exactly they're being stored, we don't have any information on how they're actually transporting them. 
You have informants staking out the Red Guard Guildhouse. However, nobody's seen any type of cargo leave outside of the standard, you know, food deliveries and armor deliveries. We also know that there's somebody in there that's fencing blood shards from their inventory and miscounting it on purpose. There's a character named Thumbus Wolfrake. He's very stuck up, one of the rich heads of the town. Lives in the upper district. He owns one of the best alchemy shops in town. The name of the shop is the Perfect Tincture in the Red Spring. You can't miss it, it's got a nice corner spot. He also works for the Red Guard as like an inventory manager and he also supplies them resources. He's been working there for a number of years but we found out recently that he's been doing stuff that hasn't been on the up and up. But that's as far as we know about him. We also have another informant that works at a local blacksmith. His name is Ulrich. He owns one of the forges here. He provides armor for the Red Guard. They have a contract going. He provides the armor. He's very good with plate and reinforcing armor. He's also friends with the captain there. Now, we all think here that the captain of the Red Guard is not a stand-up guy. He vouches for him, but we don't truly know because maybe he's just overseeing something. We don't know if the captain of the Red Guard is up to some shady stuff. But what we do know is that there are, there are unaccounted blood shards leaving the Red Guard Guildhouse. And Thumbus Wilfrey is behind that. So here's what we need. We need to know where the blood shards are in the Red Guard Guildhouse and when and where would be an optimal time to perform this heist. Okay. Um, so I guess what do you guys want to do? You guys want to stake out the shop first, the perfect tincture, or you guys want to go over to the um, the Red Dawn HQ? I think we just go to the HQ. Wait, we're going to the HQ? When did that happen? <laughs> well, we need to do some surveillance, right? We need to figure out the easiest ways in and out. So she gave you some options. She gave you a lead as far as the shady dude who works there, but also owns a store. You can also stake out the Red Guard house if you want to go investigate that and go to the upper district. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like Menace would want to scout it out first before just going towards the Red Guard just to get info. Well, no, but we have two options. We can go talk to that guy at the right. Perfect yeah, Tincture. talk to that guy. Or we can go stake out just around the, the Red Guard Oh, it's just hideout. like staking out the Yeah, just like see what we oh, see okay. like around it. Like do like a perimeter check around it and oh, shit. I think I was see. confusing the two. Okay, yeah. Um, I think we should go to the guy. The only reason that we should is because it's like five. And if we do both, it'll be later. And then we can see what the night is like. And plus, we don't want to be walking around with our goofy little selves. I mean, who are you calling goofy? But I mean, the dude <laughs> with it. the glasses, obviously. <laughs> Leslie the owl chimes in and she goes, I have Thomas's address if you would like to stake out his house as well. Wait, this is the, the goofy bird? That's been saying all the weird <laughs> things. Yeah. Finally, Av. Yeah, yeah that's now, right. You. Yeah, now this is you the most helpful thing you've ever said. Been, yeah. <laughs> Everything I say is helpful. They're all theories backed by facts. Up to this point, you contributed absolutely nothing, and now you just drop the address <laughs> on us. Like, you'll find that history repeats itself if you pay attention long enough. All don't right. You well, you can that give means. that to our and secretary, Sid. Sid, go get the address, please. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Sid walks over. Me, 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 me. The Leslie goes, looks at you three, puts her feather up to make like a little shelter and whispers the address to Sid. <laughs> well, what is it, Sid? What's the, the address? The wing flap is super aggressive. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like a camera shot. It's like, psst, psst, any up at the street, you want to go down the left, you want to go up and make it right. Then after the right, you want to make it on the left. You'll see his apartment. It's on the second floor. It's not really an apartment. It just kind of looks like one. 
because it's a high rise. It'll say Thumbus Wolfray in the address. <laughs> Drops the wing. Jay comes over. He goes, me, 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 Make a left. Okay. Me, 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 me. And you understand everything he says. Oh, really? That way? Sick. Okay. All right. Sid knows where we're going. I want to blow that bird up, like, so bad. Min is totally trusted, so he's ready to go. Um. All right, but, but I mean, so do we want to go to the store? Or do we want to go to the house? I think we go to the guy because we can lay low and make our way through there since it's still daylight. Yeah. And then when it's nighttime, we can kind of scope the place out and still kind of hide in shadows and stuff like that. Because I just feel like we're going to get caught out in the town. Like, No, which is fine. But what I'm saying, do you want to go to the store to see if he's there? Do you want to go to the house to see if he's there? Because like you uh, said, it's so only 6 house, p.m. Right? I would let, let's put it this way. I could ask the bird, but I'm not going to because I know it'd probably be helpful in about 20 minutes of her of, through her cryptic messages. I'd rather just gamble on it. <laughs> cryptic metaphor. <laughs> you could talk to it. So <clears throat> Duncan's friends are, are resources that you guys can use. You can probably ask them to come along to do some rogue mm -hmm. shit. These are these yeah. are all thieves and smugglers in some right. way. And they all have a skill set, so you can utilize that if you'd like. Well, could could we maybe talk to them about going and staking out the hideout instead while we do other stuff instead of having them like come with us? Ooh. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Have Ooh. them stake it out, get info. And then Holy shit! You just rolled a twenty, bro. Roll, uh, give me a uh, give me an intelligence saving throw if you're capable. <laughs> Why'd you have to mention rolls, Jerry? You just fucking made me fucking roll it, dude. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, why are you going to make the guy with negative one intelligence fucking roll an intelligence check? Uh, no, if you want, you can talk to them. If you want to ask yeah. the quest or whatever. Yeah. Um, where's Baldy? He was good. You see Baldy. He's uh, working on something at the table, and he's, like, trying to build something. But it looks like it, it doesn't look like anything recognizable, but he's, like, screwing something into place. Making like a contraption of some kind. He goes, yep, yep, yep. Uh, Baldy here. Yep, totally paying attention this whole time. How can I help you? All right, Baldy, can yep. you and uh, Quills go over to the Red Guard hideout or I don't know what they call it, the Red Guard keep and um, just kind of do some surveillance on it? Could you like check the perimeter and try to see if you see how they get in and how they get out of it? Uh, my guess is through the front door, but yeah, we can go ahead and do that. Well, you know, you never know if there's a back door, Baldy, okay? I mean, that's Never very know. true. That's very true. You got you to gotta examine it from all sides. Okay, because that's a fire sides. hazard. Only having one exit is considered a fire hazard. He writes down his notes. Fire hazard. Okay, okay. Uh, so he looks over to Leslie. Leslie goes, I could probably stake it out with the power of flight. And flaps his wings again. So Baldy goes, well, if you guys are going to go after Thumbish, he's, a pre he's like a revered person in this town. Like People know who he is. He's also like super busy. So like... Possibly having a conversation with them is gonna be pretty hard, but if you guys catch him at the right time, you know he goes back and forth to the Red Guard House, Red Guard Guild House, and his shop a lot. So if you figure out a schedule, you could probably catch him like that. All right, sounds good. Cool. So I think I, it's kind of like a consensus, con, consensus, right? Right? Like we're gonna go to the fucking what uh, concessions? Store. There's concessions here. <laughs> There's a continental well, breakfast. I thought we were going to the <laughs> store to like get. In, I mean, I thought we were going to the house to get info on this guy, and then. Well, that's the thing is that he's probably not going to be at his house. 
Right. So, so you want to break into, into his into house. The, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Or break into his house to get info or just straight up go into Yeah, but then his, his family's there and then we got to deal with them. <laughs> I mean, I'll deal with them in the middle. When you mention family, Leslie chimes back in and goes, well, he only has a grandmother and nobody's seen her for a while, so... She's probably not living there anymore. Oh my God, you're so creepy. All right, fine. Let's go to the house. All right. Thanks, Leslie. Leslie Quilfo. That's funny. Yeah. Then just takes out a little magnifying glass. Is like, I'm on the case. And then <laughs> starts walking away. And um, yeah. And then I'm going to leave the giant slayer here. I'm going to return them their great sword. And I'm just going to bring my great axe with me. Thank you for returning this. It means a lot to me. And you've earned my trust. And he drags the sword back to the wall. Hangs it back <laughs> I was going to say, you did see, like, as he was saying that, I, sm I, like, put my, I, like, smeared my thumb on the hill and, like, smeared it, like, smudged it a little bit. In the distance, you hear, like, some Windex and, like, some <laughs> cleaner and a rag going, <laughs> like, longer than anyone should be cleaning the sword. So you guys start traveling through and you make it through the knots. You, from where you are, you're, the Thieves' Forge is located a lot closer than you guys would have expected to the Red Spring. So you're able to cut through alleyways. It looks like this Thieves' Forge was like well hidden in plain sight, where people would think that it's way deeper than what it actually is. So you guys navigate through some of the side alleys rather than the main street, and you guys make it into the Red Spring. As you guys travel north through the Red Spring, because the Nas is in the southern part of town, the upper districts in the northern part of town you guys have to cross through as you guys cross through it you see people shopping there's a lot of people out today it's a very nice day out you guys cut through and as you cut through you happen to see the store called the perfect tincture and this building is right on the corner of the town square where all the stores kind of uh circle around and it is a huge building. It's about three stories tall. And the one shop has all three floors. You see all these different vials and potions in the window. You see that there's like a small sale going on. You see the price tags in the window for some of this stuff. And it is super expensive. Like a potion, like a health potion here. You see a price tag for like 75 gold on it. Everything is very expensive here. Um, and as you go through, you see that there's a good amount of people in there who are look more bougie. They're well dressed just by the glimpse that you get. And it looks like there's a number of workers in there too. Looks like a really big store. Just that's what you get from the street side. As you continue to walk, you head into the upper district. The closer you get to the upper district, the more heavily guarded it becomes. There's nobody like questioning anybody. There's just more guard posts. Eventually, you get to the upper district gate. That is the divider between the Red Spring District and the upper district. There are There is a guardhouse there. It's not stopping anybody walking through, but there is a sign that says, do not disturb residents. And it looks like there are hours for the community. And it looks like the upper district is also a gated community where residents can only come and go past a certain time, which is sundown. As you guys continue to walk through the upper district, you're seeing all these houses. You see signs for the Red Guard Guild House. You know that Thumbus lives somewhat close to the Red Guard Guild House. So you guys wait for a good time to like get off to the side to go unnoticed. Everyone go ahead and give me a stealth check. 19. That's a six, seven. As you guys go to turn down, the, down like a street, a guard notices that you're not going towards the Guild House. And begins to walk over to you guys. It is a red guard member. Ye be still. As he walks over and approaches you guys. Are you guys doing anything? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Ye be still. 
He be still. As he walks over, he's about 20 <clears throat> feet away from you. Are you guys trying to do anything? I'll take care of this, guys. How can I help you? He looks down. He goes, uh, stay e business. Oh, you know, just off for a stroll. Uh, we just wanted to look at these houses. We are, we're interested in maybe buying one up here. We're just taking a look. The three, he looks at three of you and goes, uh, you three are going to buy a house up here? You, oh, I'm sorry. Do you not think we're able to buy a house up here? Yeah, what does that mean? No. Uh, you three. No, no. No, make me um deception check with advantage. <laughs> uh, nat 20. Wow, <laughs> uh, he feels a little, like, embarrassed. He goes, oh, well, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just... Uh, it's just he look a little weird walking around over here. I just don't see many. Oh, is there something wrong with my fur? What's well, what do you mean? Oh, there's, we nothing look weird. Wrong, there's nothing wrong with your fur. You look you look pretty we're, dashing. We're, you look very dashing. We we're just trying to look at houses. It's such a nice day out. We we thought I don't know what's what the problem is, sir. I well, you need a realtor if you want to buy a ye house in ye upper district. Oh, the realtor already put a, a sheet together. Well, we don't know. We want to buy one yet. <laughs> That's why we're looking. Right. Well, this is a private residence residential area, and you, you know, just walking around. And we want to be a part of that private residence. Yes. Well, you need to be asked. Is this not the public hours? But before before sundown, isn't it? Yeah, or are we not allowed to yeah, just walk I'll, around I'll, here? Just okay. Do you have any have any house? He's trying to divert the conversation now because <laughs> now he feels very uncomfortable. Um, you looking at him? He's very young, and he does. It looks like he doesn't have experience dealing with people who talk back to him. Um, <laughs> and he's very off put because now he feels like now he's profiling you guys in a wrong way, and he's trying to be politically correct now. Uh, well, um, mm, you're very, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. It's just, uh, there are oh. ye standards here and ye rules and regulations. And you, even if you're just looking, you need to have a realtor at your aid. Um, all right. Well, how about ye buzz off and we will go get a realtor. How about that? Yeah, we could go get that right now. We didn't uh, know that was uh, well, part of the I customs can, here. I can escort you back to a local residency, a realtor residency, to do that outside of the upper district. No, we're cool. We'll do it on ourselves. Well, people pay an HOA here. We got to respect the rules. Mm -hmm. They pay to have their privacy. Well, so how do you know? You... How do you know? Actually, now that I think about it, how do you know one of us isn't a realtor? You have your papers? No, I'm just saying, like, how do you know? You just automatically assume we're not with a realtor. Uh, yeah, uh, well, are you a realtor? No, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I thought we were able to walk around normally, but now that we're looking at houses, it's uh, we need a realtor. Uh, yeah, and you know what? This, this neighborhood kind of seems like it sucks. Sense. I don't even actually think we want to buy uh, anything well, now. Uh, roll me another deception check with advantage. <laughs> I got double 18s, so... <laughs> I got a 17. Okay. Uh, he goes, well, you know, my, my mistake. You, know, you you gentlemen have a very nice day, and uh, I will talk to you later if you happen to cross my shift again. And tips his helmet to you, and he tries to, like, back up. I hope uh, not. Sorry to hear that. And he backs off, like, nervously as he realizes he may have screwed that conversation up and tries not to get to any more trouble than he's already in. Oh, real quick, uh, before you leave, what's your supervisor's po name? What post are you in, by the way? Oh, oh, oh my god he wipes his brow he goes oh captain's trace bugs okay good to know thank you trace bugs i write that down in my journal oh very and your obviously. name what's what's your name yeah what's your name sir sir brandon bark diggly oh my god okay 
Brandon. And how do you spell the last name? Just so I, I'm writing it down. Barker Diggly. B A R K D I Y. Bark Diggly. Mm, okay. Oh, which? Where is Tra uh, Treus, by the way? Where, where can we find Treus so we can talk about how our conversation went? Yeah, say we needed to talk to him for no specific reason about no one specific. <laughs> Who? Where we we be able to find him? You can find him during office hours at the Red Guard Guild Guild House. <clears throat> you have a good day. And he turns around and he tries to walk back to his post. All right, let's go, guys. Go, 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 go. go. <laughs> Well done, boys. <laughs> you guys, yeah. as he turns his back, you, you're confident that you guys are not being watched anymore. And you make a turn down an alleyway. So as you're walking through, there's a lot of nice gardens, but they all look like private gardens um, uh, relevant to their location. So it looks like every house kind of has like their own private seating area that you will need to go through their quarters to kind of get to. Um, so you guys make it to... The location um, of Thumbus's Wolfray's house. You see, uh, it is walled off with a uh, chest-high stone wall, and there is a gold plate that says Thumbus Wolfray residence. And as you looked, it is a two-story house that looks more like a like a tower uh, rather than ranch style. So it looks like you would walk in and then go up a flight of stairs to get to the main living area. Um, it's very elegantly designed. No two houses look the same here very professionally crafted but unique in her own way you would think that every neighbor is trying to upstage the neighbor next to it is uh does it look like there's an easy way to get in go ahead and get go ahead and make me an investigation check it's uh 13. 13. is that is everyone making one i got a five okay you ain't seen shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh actually it's minus one i got three <laughs> uh almost i got six <laughs> you got six with a 13, you would think that one of the windows on the second floor would be your best bet. You don't see a balcony that people will stand on, but you do see vines going up uh, along the sides of the wall. Looks like it's part of the design. It looks like you can probably climb one and check to see if the window's cool, open or not. Cool. I look at the vines, I look around, I look over at Drell, I go, all right, Drell, throw me up there. <laughs> then, um... So you guys are in the middle of the day. There are probably people outside doing their own thing. You don't see anyone that takes notice to you right away passively, but you do have to cross this stone wall to get into like his front yard mm -hmm. and then do something. So Menace, you will be well hidden behind the wall uh, okay. if you try to sneak in. But like once you start climbing, somebody could probably <clears throat> spot you through a window if they happen to be looking outside. Armos, uh, if... If I start climbing over there, is there some way you can make cause a distraction somewhere else just to divert eyes away from here? Can what if well, can we try to how, sneak up to like the side of the house, me and Menace, and I can like boost them up into a window? Well, we can do that, but if we do that, I was saying Armos should use thaumaturgy or something to cause a distraction just to like get eyes somewhere else. I just don't think a distraction is good, dude, because it's going to like bring people and guards and shit, and we're already not supposed to be up here. And but it's, we're it's a distraction, not an alarm, right? Reginald is uh, like shaking his head. He's like, mm, big man's got a point. Big man's got a point. Like we, There's something called an APB out for us, bro. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, we just talked to a guard, and he didn't know who the fuck we were. <laughs> but once they're distracted, they're looking somewhere else. If we get in the house, it's not like they're looking in the house, you know? 
why don't we just try to see if we can get away with not doing it? I don't know. It's up to you guys, but I my vote's no distraction. But if you guys all want a distraction, right, here's my here's it. my big question. Then is there is there a way to get like around to the back of the house? Is it a kind of house that has like a back? Yeah. So the house is not attached to anything. It's like it's on its own plot of land. Okay. And if we got to the back, would it be yeah. So be away from the you're gonna be making guy? an right. So you can get yeah. like behind the wall, but like it is a city residential area so there's yeah. always another house that has another vantage on you you're just you're rolling the dice against to see if somebody else happens to notice during their daily right because i could try and i could like i could sneak to the back find a way in and then unlock like the door or something to make it easy for you all right so armos why don't you climb up that tree and then misty step in the top floor menace and i will go around the back and try to see if uh if we can get him in Sweet. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. Let's do it. <laughs> and go. Right. All right. So, all right. So first, Drell's going to run up to the wall, and he's going to, like, roll across it and then plank down on the ground on the other side and wait a yeah. second to make sure, like, no one saw him. Roll me a stealth check. <laughs> Fuck. I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm waiting until they get anywhere. Fuck, dude. I rolled two threes. What? <laughs> Fuck, dude. And I've... Well, I've plus one to Stella, so they're two fours. Holy shit. Do you want to use an inspiration die? <laughs> it doesn't matter because disadvantage, right? Yeah, I mean... Shit. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't help. We'll just both <laughs> use our... I got it, an 11. <laughs> okay. So, Minus, you get over and you're fairly confident that you were unseen, especially next to Drell, who rolled over and the sound of his armor chinks on the floor. <laughs> As a loud thud from his weight crashes into the ground, you hear some noises um, around you from like a neighboring house from an open window. And it goes, it's from an elderly couple. And they go, What was that sound? Did you drop something? I think you dropped something. Did you drop something? And then you see two, you see an elderly couple like looking and walking around within their own apartment, trying to figure out what made that noise. Can I. <clears throat> How far is the house, that house from me? It's the next right door. So maybe about 20 feet away, 30 feet away. 20 feet? Yeah. All right, then uh, Neighbor. can I can I use my mage hand to like knock on their front door? No, no, no. <laughs> Here's what I want to do. I want to I wanna knock on like a window on the other side of the house, like front top left or something, and then close the window closest to us. Okay, yeah, go ahead and make me a slide of hand check. All right, so I'll, yeah, I'll like, I'll like have the insects kind of tap on the window and flit around the window on the other side. Okay, so you, yep. Well, that's Ooh. a 20. You go ahead and cast Mage Hand, which takes the form of a bunch of insects uh, ethereally forming uh, around your body. They buzz over and they knock on the window, uh, and the elderly couple goes, What's that? Is it, what's that sound? Did they not spray for bugs again? And they go over and they check uh, the window and they are distracted for a moment as you bolt behind the house. All right, Drell, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Drell, like, um, ar army crawls with his elbows, like, through the ground because <laughs> he doesn't want to stand up because he's yeah. so tall. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely, like, crawling <laughs> okay. back. With Menace's mage hand, you guys won't have to make a stealth check here as oh. <laughs> you guys are hidden behind the wall since you guys are crawling. You are hidden by the guys of the chest high wall. You guys make it to the back of the house. Ormos, what are you doing? I am going to 
get up in the tree and then if I'm able to jump into the what's that the ledge or whatever it is the place with to try to get inside so when what's you get up so it's just there's just a window and it has window. like a little yeah there's no balcony or anything like that oh okay yeah so I'll climb the tree and then I'll just then miss make me a stealth check stealth nine the elderly couple going to check out the window looks out to investigate the noise as it's going to investigate the noise they see you climbing into a tree and they go is that a red devil in a tree honey honey you know any red horn people are they doing landscaping today i think they're doing landscaping so you missy step as they as the elderly couple turn towards each other as they start to question what they just saw they just saw a red red horn fellow mm -hmm. in a town where there are no tieflings in mm -hmm. a tree as you <laughs> but they do not see you misty step inside you are now in the house just disappeared yeah and you're gone you go through the window you misty step in and you find yourself in a very elegant study there is a big red chair in the center of the room settled on a nice elegant carpet there is stacks and stacks of books neatly placed on a shelf well taken care of there is a desk with a bunch of neatly sorted documents uh there's a door that is cracked open that leads into a hallway and from the hallway you can see across from the study is a master bedroom and that's all you can see from that location but you are in a well well decorated study you do not hear anybody you do not see anybody is there anything that's like sticks out more than anything else like before i run downstairs and unlock the uh you don't notice anything from just looking around and peering in everything looks very fancy you don't see like oh there's like somebody down in the corner you don't there's, notice okay, anything okay. that pops out right away okay so then i quickly try to uh quietly try to make my way listen intensely all the way downstairs to where i can uh you go out to the hallway you pass the master bedroom that you can see from the study you look down the hall and to your left there is a staircase uh at the other end of the hallway you see another room that's closed off very nice wood door uh the closer you get to it um it looks like another bedroom to the left there is a spiral staircase going down into a large living room area you don't hear anybody in the house you don't hear any noises of somebody currently home at the moment uh the wood floor doesn't even creak that's how high quality the flooring is it's also they also have like rugs padded that is helping you sneak throughout this house you make it down the stairs you're in this large elegant living room beautiful chandelier very expensive silverware there's a dining room table already set out for about eight guests cross through the living room and through the dining room into a large kitchen that leads into a side pantry which has the back door uh outside the back door you see drell and menace nothing sticks out as you're walking through it just looks like you're at another person's very rich home um just so i don't have to do a stealth action again i use uh mage hand to unlock the door so you go ahead and use mage hand and you unlock the door nice <laughs> I have uh, a really sneaky finger gun as I walk into the house. <laughs> Roll to see how loud the snap is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't say I snapped. I just gave finger guns. Well, first we need to see if the house is empty. So could we like 
check around. There was a door upstairs that was shut. It, there was, yeah. So when you snuck in, it was only three rooms upstairs uh, and a, a, and a uh, latrine room. Um, the latrine room was open when you walked through. Just a little place to go to the bathroom. Um, but there was only one door that was closed. You did see a master bedroom across from the study where you originally entered. I want to go into the bathroom and see what ply toilet paper he's using. <laughs> you walk upstairs and being as quiet as you can in your heavy and your heavy plate armor, you don't mm -hmm. make a sound on this cushiony rug. Uh, you look in the, the bathroom and you see this glorious on this gold plated toilet paper holder of quadruple ply. <laughs> quadruple. Can I? Can I look under the sink to see if he has any extras? You see, there is no under the sink as there's a nice vanity um, with plumbing, shockingly enough. And you turn around, you see a little closet and you open it and it's filled to the brim with all the toiletries that you can think of. Soaps, okay. toilet paper, towels, just as thick as the toilet paper. Um, Drell takes three rolls of the quadruple ply. <laughs> you take these it. three quadruple ply toilet paper rolls and put them in your bag. Hell yeah. Nice. It's going to come in handy. Oh, uh, okay. And then, so, but that's upstairs near the office, right? Yes. So the, can I look, mm -hmm. is there a desk? So you want to go into the study? Yeah. So yeah, you walk in the opposite direction. You saw that the bathroom was more towards the room that was closed off you look you look to your left and you see the master bedroom just like every other room very elegant top tier quality materials very large bed um beautiful chandeliers you look to the right and you see the study same as before but this one is the only one that looks used in the entire house um this is probably where he spends all of his time uh, as you go in things are nicely sorted and placed where they belong but you can just tell that it's been lived in as you see like paper like the books are like the papers on his desk are moved as if someone was just recently written down the chair has been moved around uh there the candles all look used in the chandelier and so on cool i want to just go through his desk like i want to see like what's on it what's in it go ahead and make me an investigation check have to be investigation absolutely <laughs> insane Ooh, that is a 19. Ooh, so you're going through this like a scholar you know exactly what you're looking at you may not understand the words that are on this document but you understand what its content is so you see some uh binders filled with with numbers so you can tell that a lot of the paperwork here has to do with his business the perfect tincture you see some financials you see some spreadsheets of, of business uh, a list of potions he's making what's coming up what he's trying to make you also find his schedule you see a planner on the table you flip through the planner and you see that when he's in the store and when he's at the guild house you look up today's date you see that his schedule is pretty staple uh throughout the week and as you look at the schedule longer and longer, you see that every second of this guy's day is planned out from when he wakes up to when he sleeps to when he has short naps. Uh, later in the evening that he is at the Red Guard Guildhouse for the remainder of what seems like the night. There's no time where he's coming back home. But you do see that tomorrow night, there is a 2 a.m. meeting that just says GM on it. Every Thing that's on this planner looks like copy paste. It's like 
first time at the store then i'm at the guild house this is where i have some business here this one with a 19 this one sticks out like a sword i'm like this is the only thing in this planner that sticks out that looks weird and doesn't look business related okay cool so i kind of relay that back to the boys and then i'll go yeah do uh and you guys know what gm could could stand for uh good magic i don't know i don't think that's it the door that was shut did we look in there or can i go look in there i guess yeah before before armos and i go upstairs to check the other door uh see if he's up to any other shady business we could look around just to see if there's anything else of significance on the first floor because we haven't found his what was it grandma with uh i'll tell you what i say the investigation kit gives you advantage on all investigation rules i'm pretty sure that's the purpose of it right i don't think it gives you advantage i think it gives you proficiency oh yeah so because because i have because i have a survival kit and it gives me proficiency in survival gotcha okay so if you're gonna move rugs what the investigation check will cover here is how well you put things back into place okay so go ahead and make me roll to see if you find anything under the rugs if you still want to do that sure <laughs> guess we'll look under the rugs <laughs> i just totally roped dan in <laughs> i was just looking around but i can look under the rugs you don't uh, have to you don't have 16 to. 16 so yeah. you go and try to lift up the rugs as uh neatly as possible and you are pretty confident as you don't find anything underneath them mm. except <laughs> very very like excellent craftsmanship as if there are Italian floors from Staten Island themselves came in and laid out this perfect <laughs> wood flooring um, that you lay that you don't find anything and that the rug is where it was yeah. was it <laughs> there's something with this floor guys I gotta say he keeps <laughs> commenting on how good this floor is and how not it doesn't make any fucking noise you see this burning floor? hands Yo, the floor. I laid down a floor <laughs> and stole a boiler, boiler quicker than you ever seen you faster than you know the sauce right and I don't see anything else of note on the first floor, though, as I'm looking. No. Okay. Except so, yeah, a really I, I nice do, house. You'll look around, put that back nice and tidy. And uh, I do want to go with Armos to check out because you mentioned there's another door. We'll, we'll look there's, into that other door. Should be like a what? A grandma here somewhere. No, uh, <laughs> no Quill said that not. they haven't seen her in a really long time, so they yeah. think she might be gone. Mm hmm. Is there only that? Let's other see what's behind door, door number three. You got to go in a closed door. So it is locked when you jostle the doorknob. Uh, I, I'll i try and use my thieves tools, I guess. Yep. Go ahead and give me a sleight of hand check. Um, that would be a 17. You unlock the door. Hey. Hey, oh. Open the door. You're confident that you did so I well. I did this that you all didn't. the time back at the village, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty good at this. I would sneak into Miranor's place all the time and leave like gross smelling flowers in his bed <laughs> you creak the door open and it is another bedroom but this bedroom is torn to shit the mattress oh. is flipped the sheets are ripped the there are candles all over the floor melted uh the tape there are nightstands knocked over the bookcases is knocked onto the floor it looks like somebody ransacked this room somebody was attacked in this room but everything is destroyed in some way there are scratch marks on the wall there are cracked there's cracked flooring um 
from stuff like maybe heavy objects have crashed into, uh, but the floor is cracked and beaten, uh, and the chandelier in the ceiling has come down. There's broken glass everywhere. Reginald um, looks over and goes, Whoa, there's a party in here. Why couldn't we be here before? This looks like fun. Does anything seem at newer or maybe out of place that, uh, I mean... Give me a group investigation check. I'm going to use my inspiration die to re-roll that. I got 12. I got an 11. I got a 7. 30. Solid score. Solid score. Yeah, not, not the worst. You, as you guys investigate all the scratch marks, these scratches are deep. They don't look like fingernails on a, like, you know, scratching the surface. This looks like claw marks cutting into the walls and floor like long oh, not the net. floor again fucking <laughs> um, floor you see that there's not that craftsmanship gone to waste uh, the guys from staten island are gonna be so fucking pissed bro there's so many angry <laughs> italian staten island men that are just i'm about to claw at this floor all these uh, fine craftsmanship gone to waste there for why <laughs> there is dry blood marks around this around the claw marks or the scratch marks um, they look when you go to put like your hand next to it to, to guess the size of it, they are slightly bigger than your hand, maybe about the size of Drell. The scratch marks, anyway, not handprints. Nothing looks like anything, there's nothing new in here as far as unbroken objects. Everything looks broken and it looks like nothing was replaced, but it looks like also nothing was like put back in place, like corrected. Right. You don't see anything that was even trying to be fixed. You do see a okay. layer of dust on certain things like on the, uh, like, you know, on the furniture that has been toppled over. It's, it looks like it's been there for some time that it's accumulated dust. So after this event, you can assume that nobody's even come in here and just shut the door. And hasn't addressed it. You don't find mm. anything of like no, like an object or anything like that. But all the clothes in there look like they do belong to an elderly woman. I want to look at the door real quick. Does it lock from the inside? It does lock from the inside. Oh, what about the window? Is the window fine? The window looks like it has a lot of hand smudges on it, but it doesn't look broken. Does it look new? does not look it, so, ah actually the glass is new the window pane <laughs> is new but the so like if you were to go to look from the outside you wouldn't notice anything you think it's just the window to another room with its shades drawn um but from the inside everything around the new glass looks beaten and tattered like the rest of the room even the rocker that was sitting by the window is broken does it look like there's any kind of like lawn from this vantage point we should be able to see the lawn or like the hedge or fence or something like it that. overlooks there... a nice garden like a neighbor's garden it looks it looks yeah. over the street you could see a lot of stuff from that point of view from the location it... where the rocker is the grandma probably spent most of her time there so the idea is that something maybe went out this window is there any indention and in, that we can see from this point because now that we can now that if you're not on the ground it, it probably doesn't look as obvious now that we're up in the window looking down we could see like the hedge is like broken and, and you know parted in a certain way or there like, there's is... indention or something so seeing how you can tell that this room hasn't been touched outside of just this window 
right everything was looks like something happened here and just left alone you don't see any glass under the window that would assume that would give you the idea that something broke in to the window so if we go back to the planner browse through it quickly to see if there's an obvious day that because you said most of the stuff seems copy and pasted so you go through the planner and just like joel said everything looks scheduled like a machine and his his day his, his days are very detailed grandma yeah <laughs> gm grandma. oh <laughs> he did it he fucking did it you see that one meeting gm for 2 a.m and then as you scroll back in the past weeks you see that same 2 a.m meeting sporadically throughout the about the weeks and looking through location or no it does not have a location it's the where does only it non-descriptive be before the like what where is he gonna be before 2 a.m so for tomorrow specifically um mm -hmm. it says the red guard house so menace writes all this down in his journal yeah so later. how long did it take us how long would it take someone to get from the red guard to this location that we're at is it feasible that he can make that time by the time this meeting's scheduled Dumbus's house and the red guard guild house is not too far away from each other it'll probably it's okay. like a 10 minute walk through the neighborhood he lives pretty close okay shit all right well that doesn't help us yeah well, I'm thinking we just go to the Red Guard ahead of time and wait for him to leave. I think Grandma's in this house somewhere, and with this fucking floor being the way it is, I bet she's <laughs> fucking underneath our feet somewhere. Uh, There's no way that the, Tony has nah, talked if, about the floor this many times, and we got this. Nah, if it's, it's no way. dusty, though, it's dusty as fuck. That's, <laughs> that's, that's upstairs the in the house. Like, that's upstairs. Uh, she's got to no, that's be. In the, that's in the room, though. She's not going to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, her room is on the second floor. Nothing's going to look. He he said nothing looks touched besides the study. So she's in the house. She's clearly going to be touching other shit. No, no, no. I'm saying she's in like the basement that we don't know about. There is because the floor is so study. So let's recap. So, you guys, you guys check the first floor, which is the kitchen, yes. living room, dining room and the pantry. You didn't find anything. You yeah. uh, except rich people stuff. You guys yeah. checked the bathroom, stole some toilet paper. You guys checked out the grandma's room and found this mess and then you checked out the study and is there any other like the only room you haven't really checked was the main bedroom, bedroom. Mm -hmm. well let's check I say it. let's <laughs> fucking go in there and check it we're getting close i'll i'll go in and check okay i'm just, go ahead and make me a uh, stealth check real quick dude that's why we're still doing stealth checks Ugh. all right well i got a 19 on my stealth check okay you are convinced that you are unheard as you entered the main bedroom. Is there is anyone else going in? He was gonna go in by himself first. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll we're still look around. We're still in the grandma's here. room, kinda scratching our heads. Okay. Minus, you go into the main bedroom and there's a huge bed. It looks like a California king. The everything in this room is very clean. There aren't any it looks like there isn't any paperwork around from like the study. It looks like every room has a purpose and it, it's used for that intended purpose. You see a nice wardrobe, a lot of little end tables on either side of the beds and in corners of the room holding up lanterns. Uh, 
the bed looks well made except for the part where he would sleep there's one pillow at the edge of the bed and just that corner of the bed isn't uh, as well made as the rest of it is it looks like that's where he sleeps and gets out of every morning uh and there's some slippers underneath the bed that's who you get from a first glance at the room okay uh first i kind of go looking through the drawers go ahead and make me an investigation check well, was there like a secret locked thing in the drawer <laughs> just how well you look through this man's underwear holy crap nat 20 nat 20 you find a secret little compartment <gasps> in is. one of the drawers <laughs> all the way down underneath his bloomers his tidy whities <gasps> there is a book a diary oh man this is the perfect moment for a nat 20 oh yeah so you see the book and it looks like it's it's not locked, but it has like a locking mechanism. Doesn't look like it's like a super high quality book or anything. It looks pretty standard. It looks like an adventurer's journal. Yeah. And some of the pages are loose in it. Uh, are you going to go through and read it? Oh, of course. It looks like it goes back about a few months. And every entry looks like weeks apart. Okay. It's not like okay. a daily diary. The first entry you see is that <clears throat> written is that mother's illness has gotten worse. Seems that the medicine I've been giving her hasn't had much use. Her mind seems to wander, especially at home. You skip through a couple pages of scribbles and ripped out pages with words that you can't make out. There's another, the next entry is, Mother has been getting more reckless. I can never leave any of my work out when I'm at home. When I get home from the guild or the business, something new is broken. Just the other day, she destroyed thousands of gold worth of brewing equipment. Elven glass isn't cheap. What? No. <laughs> you scroll through more. There's another entry. This mother has forgotten so much lately. It seems that the town healers can't do much for the mind like they can for the body. When the mind wanders, it goes. So much money spent, so much gold, but it's worth it. She seemed to recall a smile when the children pass by at the park or when they play outside her window. Another entry. Mother is getting more aggressive. It seems that when I come home, it takes her a little while to recognize and even remember who I am. She gets so aggressive and takes her anger out on me before realizing her own son. Another entry. A strange man approached me today. His name was Yuri Vluch. He offered me a way to help my mother. He was blunt and straight to the point, and he mentioned the blood shards. He said using a blood shard with, with my potions can help her. In return of his aid, he would need he would need the blood shards from the guild, and he would need a steady supply of them. There's one more entry. Some days have passed, and my mother has gotten reckless. She's destroying everything and not eating. I hear I've been hearing some rumors of children going missing in various parts of the town. A lot of kids come to play in the upper district in the gardens. And just the other day, there was Red Guard members knocking on the door, asking for a missing child. There's the last, there's one more entry, I'm sorry. Liar. My mother has begun snarling and acting crazy. She cannot keep the noise now, she's destroying everything in her path, so I've locked her in her room. She's destroying the bed, any furniture I put in there. She won't eat. I've had to take her away. I've located another building to, to hide her in, and said that my mother has moved to go live in with her sister in the city of Aramore to, to take better care of her. She's currently located 
in the knots in my laboratory. Until she gets better, that's where I'm going to keep her for now. Yeah. Well, oh, baby. Mm -hmm. You see at the bottom of that page some uh, markings, like a crude map of the uh, of the knots and with a circle around the building, but nothing's really descriptive about it. But there are a few markings that look like it would stand out. Somebody who wrote them. Minus is kind of shivering a bit as he reads this. Uh, he does do one more check in the like wardrobe, I guess, before he leaves. Is he reading this out loud or? Nothing in his head. As you check the wardrobe, you see another item that sticks out. The second you touch it, it jumps through and gives you a chill throughout your body. It's a glorious pair of bloomers, velour to the touch and very soft. My God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you find in the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I, I've been, I scribble like down the footnotes of all of that. I draw the map in my own journal. I kind of put it back in the, uh, like nightstand, okay. put everything back into place and then go over to the guys and kind of explain this and be like, all right, I think we need to just get out, get out of here and regroup. Hey, everyone listening at home, real quick, we did a small time skip after the heroes leave Thumbus's house. The gang decided to do some quick shopping before continuing with the quest. What you need to know is that Drell's enchanting his great axe at Nama's Forge, and then they head to Shield Dust Forge to buy some armor, and then we're going to pick up with them talking with Ulrich, who's an informant for Duncan's friends. Okay, that's it. Back to the show. Thank you. Fast forward a bit. So you guys are going to... Drell, you're, you want to take your axe and get it enchanted. Uh, from from uh, the day before, right? Now that you have some money yeah, in your Yeah, Tanama, I want to try to drop that off. Sure. So you can you can do that, and then you guys are gonna go to Alric, uh, who's who owns the Shield Heart Forge. Yes. Which yeah. is an informant for. Uh, yeah, Menace is also looking troops. for armor. <laughs> okay. So, you guys go back to the Thieves Forge, and nobody's really around. Uh, you as when you go to the Thieves Forge, the place is the tavern part is packed with people uh it's not like shoulder to shoulder but there are a lot of people minding their own business talking amongst each other bernstein gives you guys a nod because he knows you're in the up and up right now and you guys walk to the room where you were staying you get your equipment draw you get your axe you guys make it to shield heart forge this forge looks um a lot looks more well built than the volcano forge that Drell was just out. This looks like uh, it's a lot more taken care of, a lot more tidy than the other one. It, and its banner, it has a banner, and it is a giant shield with like an, a sigil of an anvil in the center of it. Menace? <laughs> huh? What? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you're. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, <clears throat> I kind of lean in real close. I look around to see if anybody else is kind of around. Nobody's around at like, the moment. You came in yeah, like yeah. as he was closing. Right. Mm hmm. There you go. Hey, um, we got some information on, uh, what's that guy's name, Tony? Thumpus Wolfray. Thumpus, right. Hey, uh, Ulrich, we got some, uh, info on that Thumpus guy. He's, uh, <clears throat> I think he's into some shady business. I'm sorry, who? Thumpus who? Uh, Wilfrey? <laughs> okay, he owns the perfect tincture shop, uh, a little down the ways. Well, what about him? Listen, we may or may not, cannot confirm we're in and around his house. 
Okay, you may or may not be telling me about a possible breaking and entering because... I'm not saying we did, but we heard someone did, and they found claw marks in one of the bedrooms. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. I, when did we transition from making okay, you armor uh, to you doing a B&E? <laughs> So okay, so drill drill kind of drill kind of steps up and he like pats me on his on the shoulder and he goes, "Okay, so what I think my friend what? is just trying to ask you is how familiar are you um with with you know blood shards and in the trade of blood shards? Why would you randomly ask me that question? Let's just say we have a mutual friend that told us you might be able to share some information with us." Uh. You care to elaborate on that mutual friend? Uh, it depends on the information you can provide with for us. I'm sorry. Three people come into my shop at the end of day to buy armor and just want to know about blood shards? Or just expect me to just conjure some information about this? Dude, just tell her we know jubes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, someone... That we don't may or may not know. <laughs> he, is like, he gets closer and he looks very stern and he looks like he's not playing around anymore. And he looks at you as, how do you know about jubes and why are you asking me questions about blood shards? And how do I know I can trust you? I uh, I kind of lift my shirt up. I was like, well, they kind of saved my ass, so to speak. And I show him my bandage. And we uh, we just been uh, helping them out with some business. That's all you need to know. You name all of Jube's friends and I'll trust you whoa whoa well how do we know that you're just not asking for this information to then report all of them with their names you gentlemen could pick up your armor tomorrow afternoon and you will have it then and he goes to get up with his books and starts to finish cleaning up just tell him that we hate Allie like that one's the worst oh yeah <laughs> what was his name I pipe up. I'm like, oh my god. Okay, I got a, I got a better idea. I got a better idea. I, I call, I call, um, Arlick back over. How about we go back and forth? Saying, I'll say one name, and you say the next one, and then all, so that way I know what you know, and you know what I know. Bro, stop playing around. Just say the names. <laughs> do, do I need to step in? Cause I'm about to start. I was. <laughs> About to lose my mind on this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay. So, uh, we say we'll say one of the names. We'll we'll start with Baldi, and then see what his his uh reaction is. See if he because he's packing up right now. From what it sounds like, he stops for a moment and he goes, "Okay," and he's like, "Now, now he you have his attention and he's listening to you." All right. And that stupid Leslie Owl. He looks at you, Menace, and he gives a bit of a uh, sharp look. He goes, I think Leslie's quite lovely. Uh, hmm. Uh, All right, I'm instantly totally. skeptical. I'm instantly <laughs> skeptical. I'm withdrawing this one. <laughs> I don't know. This guy does seem kind of weird, too, but I don't know. It's okay, fine, dude. There's a guy, Jubes, Hugh, Baldy, Quills, and Boris, okay? Is that what you wanted to hear? Um, he goes... How can I help you, Joe? So we want to know if regarding the... Okay. 
So pretty much we want to know any information you have regarding the Red Guard Guild House, its comings and goings of soldiers. Um, have you ever been in it before? Do you know any? Oh. Any so information goes, regarding the Guild House? So he leans over. He goes, okay. Listen up. So, okay. I do have some information for Jubes. I did find the location of where they're keeping the blood shards within the keep. It looks like there's in the basement, there's a storage room that is protected by magic to hide its whereabouts. Um, as far as transporting them, they have not transported any of them. Every blood shard that they have confiscated in the town is in that cellar. They've been telling people, people of the city, that they have been transporting them when that is not the case. The reason is, is that they don't know how to transport them just yet because they think that the second they start transporting them, somebody's going to hit it. Once they, once the guild mentioned that they are transporting these shards into the city, uh, an increased rate of wagon robberies and uh, robberies on the road in general have increased. And we can, they can only assume that's because some people are looking for blood shards. So they haven't found a safe way, so they've just been holding on to them. Does he know about Thumpus and like the rumor that he's like stealing blood shards from them? Yeah, so he goes, Thumbus is the store owner of the Perfect Tincture, but he's also the inventory manager for the Red Guard. He also makes, uh, he provides them with potions and things like that to keep them well stocked. And he's worked there for many years, but just recently a rumor has surfaced that he has been uh, fencing his own blood shards in a similar way as Jubes and her, as our group does as well making his own profit but this is only recent the people in that world who do black market blood shard selling have confirmed this well thumbus is pretty much a jerk and very stuck up if you ever met the guy but this is still a bit out of pocket for him to do and the only way i could assume that he would get these blood shards is probably through the guild house maybe fudging their numbers when they take inventory on these things but thumbus is not somebody who would confront somebody and take their take somebody's blood shards because he can't defend himself like that what do you know of uh his his mom like what is there any rumors around town about his mom that he lives with supposedly it says his mother uh went to the city of uh city of aramore to live with his sister uh so she could take better care of her but nobody's seen her leave the town people are pretty snooty around here and uh like to get into everyone's business especially in the upper district and from what i hear um, since he started doing all this, it's just something doesn't add up. I don't think she was removed from the town at all. All right. Well, um, is there anything else you guys want to ask? And I look at uh, Minus and Armos. No, but uh, I appreciate all the information, Ulrich. Oh, something else Jubes wanted to know. You can go ahead and tell her. Around 3 a.m., there's a shift change in the guard this week. So something they've been working on is when the shift change happens for guards. And they seem to have changed it because to keep it well fortified, the schedule changes from week to week. 3 a.m. is this week. If we were to do that hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking. All right. Like the hypothetically you did a B&E. Hypothetically, uh, we know someone that possibly did a B&E. Mm -hmm. I got to cool. be honest. I don't know what B&E means. Bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> oh, that sounds dope. <laughs> He leans over, he goes, breaking and entering, young one. Oh, like our friends I think did. it's kind of like an APB, <laughs> Menace. I think APB and B&E are similar. We're just oh, making up uh, acronyms now. <laughs> uh, Drill tosses him two gold pieces and tells him he'll be back tomorrow for his uh, armor. 
and he starts to walk away. Appreciate the tip. Tell Jubes to leave it in the same spot as she does before. Uh, Menace to look cool does the same thing. <laughs> Just to like... He swipes it. Girl. And uh, he, he, go, he heads to the back as you guys leave the shop. It is starting to sunset now. The sun's coming down in the town of Dillmore. Uh, what are you gentlemen doing? Well, part of me is still okay. Can I just do a perception check right now to see if any if we're being watched? Yeah, I mean, go for it. Yeah, yeah or if it. anyone's taking an eye on us. Fuck, it's only an eleven. You don't think you're being watched? Is this the streets are still pretty busy, and it's not weird for you to be here? Just nervous. Minutes got stabbed, and we really haven't done anything about it. <laughs> and this is like our first time being back on the streets again. Um, okay, so. I guess what do you guys want to do you guys want to head back to the thieves forge or or what yeah we should go back regroup uh see what intel they got over at the red guard and then we can decide what we want to do tomorrow kind of okay kind of hungry so we'll fast travel a little bit you guys head back to the thieves forge as you get there it's sundown it's now dark out um guys go into the thieves forge and jubes and her people are now bringing food into their meeting room in the back bernstein gives you another nod knows that you're on the up and up and you guys head back there on the meeting table the four members are there bandabar still isn't there and they start talking amongst themselves and eating some food you got like a couple cups of bacon all the food smells delicious you got some mac and cheese you got some pot roast you got uh some birds on the table ready to eat big salads and uh, gourmet buns for dessert. You guys enter. You guys sit with them and start eating. What do you guys want to talk about? Um, I think we relay kind of back. We kind of go through the steps of everything we did and we kind of tell them what we found. Um, and we kind of just wait to see like their reaction or if they have anything to add to it. Okay, so you want to tell them everything you found in Thumbus's house? Uh, I'm uh, sure you, the first thing we mentioned is the red guard shift. That's like the most important thing for all of us. Yeah. So Jubes gets the information that Auric told you, and she goes, 3 a.m. this week? Okay, that's that's, all, that's some good help. We found a good spot to maybe infiltrate the building, but we didn't know where the bloodshots was, and that was huge. I didn't count for him to know that. Baldy, Leslie, what'd you guys find as far as the building goes? You think you got a good point to get in? Leslie goes... There's a back door on the side. It seems unguarded. Looks like it's a simple lock. Easy to break through. Take about 30 seconds to pick it. Another five seconds to enter. Baldy goes, yep, uh, it was good. They also have a really cool food cart right around the corner from there. That was A+. plus. Good donuts. Good donuts. So there was a back door. Okay. Mm. And I look at Baldy. <laughs> but he checks his notes. He goes, fire hazards are real. Okay. Check. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do some planning. I don't know if we want to wait for Bandavars to come back before we get this. You guys want to be in this heist. Well, when will BB be back? You know, when will uh, BB, our boy BB, when's he going to be back? Ben DeBaris will be back in a, about a day or two. He travels pretty quick. All right, well. I say we wait then because then uh, I'm having my axe worked on and it should be done by then. All right, before he comes back, we, we've got some more business to attend to with our boy Thumpus, so. What'd you guys find a Thumbus? Uh, uh, you're in for a ride, and Minus kind of goes into detail about what they saw in the room, uh, what he found in the main bedroom, and ends it off, obviously, with the map and presents this crazy map of everything they found. Oh, well, we also want to mention, uh, like, Yuri Fluge to see, like, if they know, number one, who he is. 
forum, like anything about that as well. Yes. Also, Yuri Fluge. So <laughs> she hears that name and she goes, that doesn't sound familiar. That's not somebody I know. That sounds like somebody, like a some some contact of his, but I wouldn't know that name. But definitely nobody in this part of town. Uh, and, and we wouldn't know anybody of that caliber. Uh, she goes, this guy wants blood shards from the Red Guard. That seems like pretty deep shit right there. Um, but as far as the map goes, she goes, this looks familiar. This looks like, this looks like the clock tower here. And she starts looking at the map, trying to pinpoint anything that looks like significant. She goes, it looks like there's a basement here. And Leslie goes up and goes, I know where that is. I could take you there. Uh, yeah, that, that would be cool. Of course you can. Of course you can. (laughs) (laughs) See, uh, Baldy chimes in. He goes, near the clock tower, that's where people have been saying screaming children have been happening over there late at night. Don't tell Ooh. That's the one. That's where we're looking Ooh. for. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this is a job for Leslie. I'm not going over there. No way. Near screams of children? No, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Troops. I wash my hands of this one. I'm good. Thanks. Oh, Leslie, Ulrich says hi. What's that? Oh, Ulrich says hi. All right. Oh, I like him. Yeah. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Jubes, uh, Ulrich also said to leave it where you left it last time, question mark. She goes, shoot you a finger gun. She'd be like, payment's already been made. Got it. Mm. <laughs> so Leslie goes, well, when do you guys want to go? Should probably go when it's darker so we're not seen. Yeah, well, we'll need to pick up our equipment tomorrow, and then I think tomorrow night... We can head head that way and do some investigation. Ah, uh, fuck. Because then he's going to be there tomorrow night, right? You can do it at like nine at night, you know? <laughs> a little yeah, before he gets there. He's not going to be there till two. Yeah. You so guys don't have, have any any weapons right hours. now or armor, right? No. Uh, I mean, I have armor and weapons. I have the axe. Yeah. is not going to be ready for two days minimum. Yeah, I'm not worried about the axe. Okay. I, I, and I'm not worried about my armor either. I'll be fine. Actually, we could go tonight. I was gonna say, if we go tonight, Actually, yeah. I have plus four to ev- all my spells. You know what? Let's do it. Just let's go tonight. <laughs> wow, you just... guys are just gonna knock at a question why he has plus four. Weird, right? Wait, yeah, Armos, why do you want to go so bad? <laughs> I'm hyped up, bro. I'm looking for some blood. Why? <laughs> What's changed? It's, it's just that coffee. It's that coffee. Yesterday, coffee is you didn't, I, I saw you hold the cup, but you never oh, yeah. actually drank oh, no. any of I, it. I, it had, wait, I had two cups. Coffee? I had two cups. Oh, yeah. So much coffee. Let's go. You see Leslie take out a flask full of coffee and drinks it. But once she drinks it, she's using her foot to hold the flask for some reason and like screws it back up and then puts it in her cloak. Uh, she goes, all right, I'm ready. Anybody want some espresso? Shakes the flask with her foot again. Anybody want some, some, espresso? some espresso? Yeah. Here you go. Uh, also, Leslie, I'm going to have to borrow that sword again. Hey, yeah, no problem. Goes to the thing, gives you a great sword, or would you like a one-handed sword? Would you like a one-handed axe? Would you like a double-handed axe? Would you like a battle axe? Would you like throwing axes? Would you like throwing daggers? I'll just do a great sword. The great sword you gave me last time. Okay. Takes it off, gives it to you. Please don't smudge it this time, please. Thank you. Or clean it when you get back. smudge it with my thumb on the hilt. You like are. as soon as, like before, as she's talking about it. <laughs> so her her eye like twitches. You never seen her blink before, but this is the closest she got to blinking as she's like cringing at you smearing it. Minus, are you drinking the coffee? Oh man, this the espresso. This espresso tastes pretty good. 
never had this before. Ooh, okay. You're going to get advantage on all uh, acrobatics checks. Why? <laughs> I'll tell you next, next rest. Go ahead and put an asterisk next to that, by the way. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you go ahead and you guys start to head out. Jubes goes, be careful, be safe, don't be seen. Leslie goes, as before, she gets up on the window. She goes, never am, and falls backwards rather than like <laughs> leaving. She falls backwards, and then you hear flutter in the wind as she flies out. Minus does the same thing, actually. <laughs> goes backwards at the window. <laughs> you, you just hear tumbling in the distance. <laughs> you hit the scaffolding on the way down because this is on yeah. the second floor. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys leave the Thieves Forge and Leslie starts to make her way through the knots, but she's doing it from the rooftop and being very expert. As a matter of fact, somebody needs to always keep an eye on her because if you guys didn't know she was there, you would have sworn that she would never have been there at all. About 15 minutes past, you go down an alleyway and you see Leslie on top of a roof and she goes, oh, oh, go down the alley, you look to your left, and you see um, a wooden door that goes down. So you see a staircase that goes down, and there's a wooden door there. It looks like it leads into a basement. I guess we check our surroundings to make sure nobody's around, and I kind of sneak up to the door and check if it's locked. Okay. Make me a perception check as you go up to see if, if the door is locked. Uh, 15. 15. You are confident that nobody is around you are not being seen you go to check the door and it is locked when you look at the handle this lock this doorknob looks overly excessive for the type of door it is and compared to the town it looks way like a lot more difficult than the locks you've seen around here and way more difficult than the one you open in his house gotcha and now that you've seen it, it's so obvious that it doesn't belong here. Leslie jumps down, Beals comes down to the street, be like, oh, hurry up. Looking around. Leslie, Leslie, come here. Does it flutters over? You're, you're good at this stuff, right? Can you try and take care of this lock? Oh, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Goes up to the door, flaps her wings up to kind of hide what she's doing, making like a little canopy for herself, and you hear a couple jiggles. And the door unlocks and it slowly creaks open. She goes, be safe. I'll meet you back at the Thieves Forge. And it flies away. So we all sneak in. Okay. And uh, does the door, is it like a, like a, what do you call it? Does the door auto close behind us? Is it like one of those kind of heavy well. doors? It is a heavy door, but no, it doesn't auto close. Okay, cool. I was going to say, I was going to put a rock to make sure that we have like a nice little exit. You guys open this door and you start to walk down a wooden staircase. You, you see that it leads into a room. The room opens up into oval in shape. The room, the room flooring looks pretty cracked and worn. It looks like a typical basement stone floor. It looks like moss is creeping up through the stone. It doesn't look very clean. It looks like it has been cleaned here, but there are very nice furniture here. There's a couch, there's two chairs. There's a couple of dressers, lanterns lighting up the room. Uh, and a nice fireplace that is on. In the room, there are two doors, one ahead of you, one to the, let's say, north, and then there's one on the I left. check the fireplace. 
You check the fireplace. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. If there's one thing I know, it's waterfalls <laughs> and fireplaces. There's always things behind it. Good old five. <laughs> Nice, a giant 60-foot flame lizard jumps out of pouch. <laughs> it, is a, <laughs> it is a normal fireplace. It doesn't look very deep. All right. It's a normal fireplace. There are two doors in the room that are closed off. You cannot see beyond them. All right, I'm going to go to the one on the, like, as soon as we came in across from the, the fireplace. So yeah. as soon as we came in, there's a door on the left and straight ahead. We're go I'm going to no, go to the I'll door on the that. left. I'm going to give a good listen. If I don't hear anything, I'm going to slowly open the door and see if it budges. For the listeners at home, there's two doors. There's one across from the fireplace, which is on the far side of the wall, and there's one across from the staircase where they entered. So the first door you get to check, almost the one across from the fireplace. You're, you listen to the, to the door. You don't hear anything, but you go to check the door, and it is locked. Damn it. I do the same thing to the door uh across from the staircase on the right you go to check the door and it does open it creaks as you open it it looks like the hinges are very rusty and old and no matter how slowly or quick you open this door it is going to make an eerie creaking noise as you open the door you see a long hallway that stretches to another door about 30 feet down a hallway you see another door about halfway through and then you see another door but this door is nice and wooden it looks very elegant it looks like it doesn't match the setting around you i kind of wave the guys over and i start crawling creeping through i immediately check the door on my right to see if it's open it is locked <laughs> and then move on towards the farthest door you walk down the cobblestone hallway you, as you go approach the door, you hear some echoing laughter beyond the door. <laughs> the smell of, a, of an active fireplace is beyond the door, and it smells like there's something cooking on the other end. You smell some food. It smells very good. Would you say that Sir. it smells like children? <laughs> Would you know what burning children smell like? Armos might. Well, I've seen yeah, Armos might smell things. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a keyhole that we can look through? There is a keyhole. Go ahead and oh, make shit. me an investigation check to see what you see. Uh, that's not good. That's only a five for me. You don't see much, but you know that the lights are on. You do see as you look through the keyhole, there is a table ahead of you it looks like it has some silverware on it uh some empty plates and you also see a delicious pie that looks like it's been eaten all right i'll go in first i shush them and i i try and sneakily open the door you open the door and reveal there's a well-lit room with fine elvish wooden floors dressers a beautiful bed a large bed, a comfy red chair, a roaring fireplace, a table filled with desserts and eaten plate of food, a dresser. On the other end of the room is an open door that is swinging on its hinges, similar to the one you just came through. Menace, as you enter and Drell enters, as Armos goes to walk through, the door slams shut in front of him, keeping you two inside this room. Armos, on your shoulder is a 
elderly hand. Motherfucker! <laughs> Grabs your shoulder <laughs> from behind. Hey, Sonny. Are you here to visit me? You look at the hand on your shoulder. It looks like she's reaching up at you, and it looks like a normal hand. When you turn around, you see an elderly woman, heavy in size, hunched over. She has a cane in her hand, whitish perm with big round glasses. She has a nice smile. She looks up at you very cutely and sweetly. As you look down at her, she's wearing like a button-down shirt with a green, like a green apron over her, very hunched over. He goes, oh, you got some visitors here. What's your name, Sonny? Uh, so we're in the hallway. She looks like an old lady. Mm -hmm. She's about what size is she? Like as far as she's about five feet tall, hunched over. Make me a perception check. Oh God. Armos, are you okay? <laughs> oh shit, bang, bang, I got a 21. Bang, bang, bang. 21, you can kind of see like in through her shirt, there is a blood shard socket in between her and her chest, in the center of her chest. Yeah. Around it looks very <laughs> gross and uh, infected. Mm -hmm. And you can see like the veins of blood that are in her body are like black and molded over. <gasps> you look at it for a second and then you look back up at her. The elderly lady looks like a mutation of herself. Once yes. cute, smiling grandma has succumbed to the effects of the bloodshot, her skin has turned dark gray, blood red eyes, the hair is still in a nice perm, but it is dark and black and gray. She has giant naggled teeth and she goes to lunge at you, making a biting attack on your neck. Oh my gosh, she got a nat 20. As this elderly grandma turns into a former mutation of herself, growing about a foot in size, and sinks her teeth into your neck. <laughs> It goes to bite and starts to rip at the at the crook of your neck and shoulder. Healing, you take 14 points of damage as she sinks her teeth into your neck. Okay. And bites that hard as blood starts to rush from her mouth and you can feel her tongue licking up every ounce of it as she tries to get her hands into your arms. She lets go. And as she lets go, you look at her and she like gives you this weird smile, but her teeth are all gums now. You look in, you look down and you see her dentures are sunken into your skin, constantly biting down as if it has a mind of its own, biting into the gash as she's looking at you with this gummy smile and she goes to headbutt you or try to bite with her teeth. And that is where we're going to end this week's session. Uh, of course. Damn, dude. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I have the greatest idea on what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that in the after show. <laughs> yeah, sir. Guys, you fi you finally made it to this basement. Woo! I'm not going to yeah, lie. I thought you'd be here last session, but you guys just took a turn. A lot of investigation. You know, we're, oh, we're thorough. We're thorough. You guys are thorough. You guys are thorough. Let me tell I tell you. you what, you keep talking about <laughs> floors. Oh, we got these gonna fine Italian flooring over here. We're very, uh, very proud of the flooring that we got. Mm. <laughs> uh, there's Italian Staten Island masonaries in, uh, in the town of Dillmore now. They'll, they'll fix your heater, they'll fix your air condition, they'll fix your floors. Yeah, so, guys, you're now in this basement. Just a little recap. Armos is stuck in a hallway with a door shut between you guys. As Jarell and Minas are just overhearing this sweet-sounding grandma just sink her teeth into Armos's neck. With a pair of magic dentures, just gang, 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 gang. Mm -hmm. oh man, 
Uh, she critted on you and rolled low, but we'll talk about that in the after show. Rolled Guys. low. <laughs> yeah, she rolled low, surprisingly enough. Poor um, Dean. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the stats in a second of that attack, but... Guys, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for chilling. Welcome to welcome to the basement. I can't wait to do for this next session because it's going to be a fun fight. I've been looking yes, forward to this exciting. fight. Uh, I think I put a little too much work into this one, but it's just going to be so much fun. Um, but before we go ahead and end the show, move on to whom Bray is heroes. Do you guys have any plugs you want to drop? Follow yeah. us on Twitch. Hopefully, we're going to be doing a, another one shot soon. That's yeah. twitch.tv slash dnd 404 pod nope. we're definitely That's not true. looking at that again for the first time nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got some uh go ahead and follow me at dead dinosaur on twitter twitter.com backslash backslash dead dinosaur you can find that link down below and a little call to action guys if you guys are enjoying the podcast go ahead and share with your friends go ahead and let people know that it's a good time it's a fun time uh, you know, a couple of professionals playing Dungeons and Dragons, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mama, tell your father, you know, let people know about the show. Yeah. It's free for you. Helps us out greatly in the end. Yeah. We love you guys. Slow call to action there. And pray for Armos. <laughs> uh, and pray for Armos. Make sure <laughs> he doesn't get eaten. Armos, do you have anything to plug before you one, get uh, killed off the show? One like <laughs> equals <laughs> one hit point. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag save Armos. Hashtag save Armos. <laughs> Uh okay. And with that, we're gonna go ahead and move on to Whom Bray's Heroes. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Later. It's time to thank the supporters of our show. First up, we have Sigic College alumni, Ulrich Shield Dust. Ulrich not only owns a fleet of successful blacksmith shops, but he is also a giant slayer. Once Ulrich killed a giant who tried to cook him in a giant pot filled with delicious spices and herbs. Now that's what I call a seasoned adventurer. Let's move to Humbrea's heroes. First up, we have Man with Glass, infamous glass blower of Humbrea. That's right, infamous. Recently, Man with Glass has been on a crime spree across Humbrea. If anyone has anything about the whereabouts on Man with Glass, send an owl to the address listed below this episode. Any information will be greatly appreciated. Next, we have Pascal Elliott, AKA Charcoal Darts wild magic artist and character artist of D&D 404. Did you catch the shooting star in the night sky? That was a whisk of Elliot's paintbrush across its dark and beautiful starry canvas. Next, we have Artemis, infamous gladiator and bouncer of the Kambuki pits. It was said that he once boxed the abominable snowman and won. However, the beaten beast is a bit of a sore loser and claims he wasn't Yeti. Next up is Joshua Weaver, Bag Weaver of Humbrea. Recently, in the city of Dilmore, weird bags have been popping up all around the knots with mysterious items inside. It was unsure what the items were, but it was rumored that it was last year's W-2s. That's right, this is a reminder to do your taxes. You're coming to get close if you're hearing it for the first time now. Lastly, we have our newest hero, Alex Dredd. Or should I say Alex George Dredd, a hero of the people with an appetite for justice. Alex is an angry wizard with two fully loaded arcane focuses ready to go, and he's got a spell slotted with your name on it. Thank you again to all the Patreon supporters. We appreciate the love and support and everything in between. That's it for this week's episode. We'll catch you in the next one. Have a great week. Oh, bye.